Fake Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. Flown across the country a couple times, you know, coming back to Georgia, the East Coast, here and there. Yeah, have but, you ever I mean, noticed in the I was desert? Smuggling. Oh yeah, right. So you were doing it low, right? Flying low, low and slow. That's why they call me the cook, low and slow. <laughs> Do they call you the cook? I shouldn't say. <laughs> so have you noticed how? Um, organized the farmers are in the desert how they can make their their crops grow in perfect circles great band first of all but yes it is funny to see the patchwork as you fly over it Mm -hmm. because you see what is an incredibly uniform set of plots across what is otherwise just vast nothingness right nothing and not that i would ever take away from the desert i fucking love the desert that's like that's my shit if if i'm not on the ocean i want to be in the desert if there was a way that i could live in the united states and do both gulf coast desert probably would do that but as it is right now, until I can get this global warming thing to kick off a little better, I'm going to have to stick with what I got. And uh, But what I've noticed is these circle-shaped farms. Why are these farms shaped like circles, you ask? I have asked that, yeah. Have you? Well. Aliens, when, right? When you, <laughs> crops, circles. All right. End of the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we do it. Uh, problem solved. We don't fuck around here on fake safety. Always to the point and serious. of the time. Except for when we don't want to be. So, if you go out in your front yard, turn your sprinkler system on, you'll notice that your sprinklers, they spray water in a circle. When you turn your sprinkler system on here, you're spraying potable water. This is drinkable water. This is processed water. This is not non-potable. This isn't pumped out of a a spring and just straight to the pipe. It goes through a process system. This process system costs money. No matter what the state wants to say, (laughs) it costs money. Uh, It costs a lot more because state involvement, but that aside... What happens in California, 
places that have deserts is they end up uh, having farmers unions that lobby. Not saying that they don't have a reason to lobby. Not that they're not fucked with on every other metric. I mean, look at a lot of these cow farmers that tried to produce their own electricity through the methane produced by the poop. They became, the federal government started taxing their private methane collecting, generating power methods, which is insane to me. So I understand why farmers unions exist. I'm, what I'm arguing is that the power the state has to do these things is is in all aspects detrimental to everybody's wealth, not just farmers. What I'm saying here is farmers, we need farmers to produce food and enough food that the cost is low enough that people don't starve. We keep poverty down to the point that starvation is pretty much eradicated, which we've gotten to in my lifetime. So the fact that we subsidize the water for farmers in California deserts to the point that they pay like 15 cents to every dollar that a normal person pays, yet they use 83% of the water there. This is insane. Because in that atmosphere, water is obviously, if it has to be subsidized, it should be used. The natural market is saying it should be used in other ways. It'd be more beneficial to be used in other ways. And in places that it should be used for farming, I'm sure there's plenty of shit fucking up farmers there. And we can talk about those things. But what I'm saying is like every single thing that you subsidize, you're taken away from the place that it should be used at, that it could be used to the benefit of more people. And you're also taking away the benefit of somewhere else. So you're lowering the, the, the value of farmland, right? By creating farmland in a place that there shouldn't be any, you're raising the price of the land for the people who live out in the desert because now land's being bought up and farmed on artificially low water prices. You're fucking up poor farm people. People live in the desert who, the you know, trying to get cheap land, you know. Uh, and and it's a chain reaction. So, like, you fuck up these people, and then they go, oh, we need a lobbyist to change this. But it's always, always government interaction. It's not ever government pulling back. It's always like, oh, government needs to subsidize something else now. Which is always just putting 
things in the wrong place. Or really all you have to do is take back the things that you're doing. So you're, you're you're pointing out something really interesting that almost stands in contradiction to what I think you and a lot of liberating people say, which is taxation is theft. And I'm not saying I disagree with that, but the narrative around taxation being theft paints this picture that some ominous dark being is taking money from the people to enrich itself and that is absolutely true there are people who are lining their own pockets and blah 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 blah. but I think it misses a really core piece of taxation that is sometimes that money is actually just going into a black hole you are truly being wasteful you're spending resources on things that don't have nearly as high a return as they could or any return at all so you're not actually enriching anyone you're just wasting resources so, again, I, I, I think as a, as a concept of philosophy and as a tagline, taxation is theft is accurate to the point and sounds good. But I do think it misses this, that there's more to it than just being theft. Taxation is inefficiency and waste. Well, I think taxation is theft has become a t-shirt model, but what taxation is theft really is, is an argument on morality and just at, is trying to get somebody who doesn't believe our way to say, okay, look, do you believe this is theft? Okay. Then do you believe this is theft? It's the same thing. It's just one is government's taking it. One's and like, you're only trying to get to a common ground. Like, do you think that theft is okay in certain as in aspects of life or not? And then you're trying to get them to like, accept that like we're once they say, okay, yes, it is theft. Now they have to argue. This is why it's okay. That's what we're trying to get to with taxation and theft. It's just become a slogan. But yes, there's a lot more things to it because we're only trying to get them to that point where they go, yes, it's theft, but it's okay. This is why. And now we can start talking about why it's not okay and what it fucks up. It, they have to defend it for what it does, right? But until they accept that, they can just, you know, this sense of duty kind of bullshit that they try to put on you, you know? Well, as, as a thought experiment, if you were to have the government personified, the idea that taxation is theft 
if you were to just have, let's say, just a pile of cash, you have a thousand dollars cash in your nightstand drawer. Mm -hmm. If the government came in and took half of it Mm -hmm. to enrich themselves Mm -hmm. and walked out of your house with half of it, that lines up with taxation as theft. But what if it does a little bit? But but, but what I'm the saying point, is, uh, I, I think you're missing a big point of that. Uh, let's, I don't want to lose this. It's like the money in the drawer didn't just. It's not just there. Let's say that's a year of you. That's a year of you spending your day. Like five out of seven days away from your family. Okay. And then that's a year's worth of that. Okay. In the drawer. And they took half of it. That's six months of five out of seven days that you're away from your family. That's what they took from you. I'm not I'm not debating the validity of that at all. I just want to have I just want to show the worth because to me a drawer full of cash, especially US dollars is worthless to me. <laughs> it's the amount of time that I'm away from my family and not doing other things to produce wealth. I think that's fair. I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. I'm just trying to compare it to the alternative. It's not even really about the cash in the drawer. It's about how they respond to it. But yes, it it does have that value. So if they come in and they take, let's say, half and they walk out with it and they go and they spend that money elsewhere, that lines up with taxation as theft. But what you're talking about is a scenario in which you have $1,000 in your top drawer, the government breaks into your house and sets half of it on fire. And yeah, it just I mean, evaporates. The, 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 real, the real story is like, okay, you were going to buy, let's say we have two dimensions next to each other. In this dimension, the government supplies shoes. In this dimension, next to it, the government does not supply shoes. Okay? In the dimension where they supply shoes, the government says, I'm going to take half of your money, and I'm going to divvy it up. This much goes here, this much goes here. And this much goes to shoes. And it goes to this company making shoes. There's no natural market incentive to what company makes the shoes. So this company gets the contract to make the shoes because the government said this company gets the contract to make the shoes. People don't know any different than government making shoes. So they're like, oh... Well, I'm going to vote for the politician that, you know, makes them make more 
size nine and a half shoes. Well, I'm going to vote for the politician that makes them make more, you know, kids shoes because kids are now walking around in, you know, duct tape, you know. And there's this big problem. They keep voting people in. They keep telling you you're going to do, they're going to change something, but then somebody lobbies, you know, once they get in, the person who makes the machine that makes a nine and a half, they're like, you know, here's some money, kickback, like, make it a good fight, but make sure that they, you know, the nine and a half wins because I don't want to make a new machine. That'll cost more money. I like money. I like profits. I'll give you some kickback. There's no customer incentive there. But then in the world that the government doesn't make the shoes, there's all these companies competing for low-end shoes, high-end shoes, kids' shoes, girls' shoes, high heels, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, over on the government side, it's just, they're still fighting over size. One machine. Because... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the customer wants. It matters what the politician with the power has got. Meanwhile, they're taking all your fucking money to do it. It's waste. It's waste. I, I, I completely agree in that it's waste. I just think in... In that scenario, it's it's hard to see that it's waste because we're so focused on that money going to a company or a set of individuals who run that company. And we think of them as being the thieves or the government being indirectly a, a thief on their behalf. The but, scenario is the thief. Like the whole scenario is. Because yeah, you, you get it. It's it's yeah, designed just, to be a thief. It's Well, it's just it's, we we get so caught up in the bottom line. That's why I'm saying it's it's easier sometimes to imagine that no one wins. Because I think I think the problem with looking at it as theft is that if you try and fix the theft by correcting it, mm -hmm. you can convince yourself that there is some solution. So if we go back to the drawer theft slash setting ablaze, right. in, in scenario one where they came in and they took half for themselves or for someone else you can feasibly go and take it from them bring it back or serve justice upon who they gave it to and then get it back whatever but in the scenario where they just broke into your house and set half of it on fire there's just no getting it back that which, which even furthers your point, which is what that's actually worth. You spent time away from your family, and that's what that represents. And you have no way of getting that back. 
And the person, yeah, the person taking it doesn't give a fuck. They were well, they didn't get anything. It. They That's were what willing I'm saying to burn is, it. Is there's actually a net loss? There's a loss. Yeah, absolutely. And the loss is at the detriment of people who are bettering your life. That's what I'm getting at here. Is the loss is I will not give it to the people who are inventing things, producing things that will better your life. I'm going to give it to the people I deem worthy, the people that voted me in, the people that, um, you know, my friends know, the people that, whatever, the people that say, hey, if you vote me in, I'll, you know, be a farmer here. Down to that. That's that's what's happening here. It's not it has nothing to do with resources are allocated to the best place. It the opposite of that. Because if the consumer is in charge, the consumer which in this circumstance most people think, oh, the consumer's in charge when the government's... No, it's the opposite. When the consumer's in charge, the waste is not happening. Because the waste is, is thrown aside really quick. Those companies go under. If you're not innovating, if you're not uh, being the best steward of your resources... You don't win in a natural market. Well, and if you are a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? We are talking about a world that thinks that global warming is a thing, right? So what I'm saying is I don't think that global warming is a thing. At least not the thing that global warming people think it is, right? But I'm saying natural markets will serve a better steward towards resources. Therefore, what the fuck are we arguing about? I think I have a pretty good sense for what we're arguing about because... If you are a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So the answer isn't do away with the government in those scenarios. The the answer is, oh, we'll have the government pay the more efficient, pay the more innovative, pay the better company. We'll vote for them. And that's why I'm saying as long as we are talking about things where there's like a net positive or a net zero of any kind, it's still hard to wrap your head around if all you see is sort of a government solution and a government intervention. Because I I take your point in that if the two scenarios are this one does something productive and innovative and this one does nothing, well, we can steal from them and put it over here. 
that theft for the sake of good, the Robin Hood idea, right, is mm-hmm. still in some folks' minds. But that's not the way it works. Because if you did something good, you wouldn't need to steal. Correct? In a free market, you would not need to steal. Why is the biggest polluter the U.S. military? Because the U.S. military is fucking everywhere, for one. (laughs) All over the goddamn world trying to be the leader of everything. And secondly, they have government behind them saying, we don't have to be stewards of anybody's property. Fuck your property. I will piss on it, shit on it, and I don't give a fuck. But if, you know, natural rights were respected by the United States, not that they don't exist, they exist. They're just not respected. Fuck the United States in that circumstance. They would have to pay for the problems they give to the rest of the world. But aren't you just talking about carbon credits at this point? I'm not talking about anything credits. I'm just talking about natural rights. I'm talking about you and I are born and we have natural rights. And then we die. We still have natural rights. The rest of the world, everything else doesn't have shit. People have rights. Governments don't have rights. Police don't have rights. Cars don't have rights. Pockets don't have rights. Wallets don't have rights. Fucking markets don't have rights. Nothing matters except for people. But help me connect the dots between that and the military being the biggest polluter okay so military is created by government government decides that government should be watching over other governments polluting uh governments get mad at each other and blow the fuck out of the tons of people's homes and private property and they go that's the sacrifices of war and at the end of it these people who had their private property blown up get mad and go well fuck you I'm gonna blow up your shit and then those people's shit gets blown up and then they go, fuck you, I'm gonna blow up your shit. And everybody blowing up each other's shit and nobody had to blow up anybody's shit to begin with. All because government was like, oh, I'm gonna blow up your shit and then when they blew up the other person's shit, they were like, oh, see what they did? That's why I blew up their shit before. And you're like, no, no, they blew up my shit because you blew up their shit. Stop blowing up other people's shit. 
I mean, it's it's that fucking simple, really. I mean, nobody nobody cares about Putin. Nobody cares about Zaga fucking fucker, whoever that guy is. I think that's his technical name. Nobody cares. I don't I don't care whether he has power in Ukraine or not. I care about my family. Ukrainian people care about their family. Nobody cares about the government of Ukraine. Fuck Ukraine. Fuck Russia. Fuck American government. People matter. Governments fucking suck the life out of everybody. <laughs>